Hello, welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today I'm going to talk about Vincent and the Doctor. Now, this is one of those episodes that sort of stands on its own with how unique it is um, in terms of being a Doctor Who episode. You know, it's like Blink or Love and Monsters, you know, the ones that do something a little bit unique. Um, and Vincent and the Doctor definitely falls in that category. As such, I don't know exactly how much I'm going to have to talk about it, but um, I've made a few points and, and we'll, we'll have a little chat. Um, yeah, there's a load of like little moments and great lines that I'm... I don't want this episode just to be me quoting all of my favourite lines from the episode because I don't think that's a very productive uh, conversation to have. Um, but yeah, there, there are. Um, this episode is also um, like the Venice episode a few, a, a few weeks ago. Um, it has a really stunning like set design again it's got that really sort of like sumptuous and uh, I'm actually no sumptuous is not it, it the word I used for Venice but it's not the right word for Vincent and the Doctor because obviously Venice you had the uh uh slightly more upper class historical figures but it's certainly got this like rich set design and and that's assisted by the fact that, like the Venice episode, this one was filmed abroad. And again, you can tell. So it was it was well worth them filming abroad. Um, but you also have the extra thing of they keep referencing Van Gogh paintings. So the most obvious examples are the cafe, where it's exactly like the cafe painting. And... Vincent's bedroom with the um you know the straw chair and and the furniture in the same position um like the fact that they have a moment in that episode where in fact they have several moments where they hold up Vincent van Gogh's self-portrait to the actor that they've cast as Vincent and you just buy into it um it's yeah it it really does feel like you're spending 45 minutes in Provence in 1890 um so I want to um, I've made a few notes on the alien in this episode and then I've made a few notes on Vincent himself uh, and let's let, let's see if that uh, spins off anywhere else. So the alien first of all. The alien um, is there it, it, it's there so that Amy and the Doctor actually go looking for Vincent I suppose. Um, it's there so they have something to fight, uh, something that Amy and the Doctor can actually help Vincent with. Um, now, 
I always think when I watch this episode, the monster should have stayed invisible. The so you get glimpses of it near the start of the episode. Um, the one I particularly like is when they're fighting it in the garden in Vincent's house, and um, the doctor's standing there, and you just see the tail come and and smack the doctor away. I think that's great. And the little glimpses you get of um, some of the ones when the Doctor has that machine with the mirror and you get the odd glimpse, they, those work. But the full-on reveal, it's, it's, it's not great. I, I can't put my finger on why, on why it is. I think... It possibly is is a bit it's a bit random. It's a bit um you know, the design isn't informed by um by the actual story of the episode because although they're fighting the the alien in the episode that that's not the point of this episode. That's not the point of this story. Um, I, I, I should preface this. As I'm, I'm saying that I don't like the design of the full monster. I don't have any suggestions as to what it should look like. So I am aware that, uh, you know, it's more productive to criticise something when you can say, uh, when, when you can say what it should have been instead. Um... But yeah, I always I, I I'm always a little bit disappointed when we see the full reveal of the monster. However, on the flip side, if we hadn't seen the creature completely, you know, if we'd got to the end of the episode and we hadn't seen the full creature, we'd just gotten those glimpses and, and Vincent's sketch of it, then maybe the audience would go away from that episode not being entirely satisfied you know maybe um maybe maybe we'd think oh we should have at least seen the monster once um yeah they're the balance because i think the reason i come down on the side of the monster should have stayed invisible with only getting glimpses is that the whole point of the Crefeus is that only Vincent can see it. It's a bit like my criticism of when we have uh, the TARDIS translation circuit not working for the audience, but working for the characters. Um, it, it's the same thing of we're seeing sometimes through Amy and the Doctor's eyes and sometimes through Vincent's eyes and that um I don't know that kind of switching point of view I'm I'm not sure if it works um yeah the idea of the Crefeus only being able to be seen by Vincent is great though um I can never work out whether it's meant to be a metaphor for his depression um or whether it's meant to sort of refer to the um, idea in the episode that Vincent has this unique view of the world you know we see with the um 
Starry Night scene at, at the end of the episode, for instance. Um, I think it might be a little bit of both. I think, because um, there's certainly at the end of the episode when Amy and the Doctor look at the church painting and the Crofaeus is no longer there, the implication is that um, is that Vincent had a more um, Vincent, you know, had one less monster to deal with um, and I'm using monster there in the in the metaphorical sense of um it yeah being a metaphor for depression um so it's probably a bit of both is probably the intention um and i like that i like the i mean this episode the whole way it deals with um this idea of amy and the doctor helping vincent by helping him to defeat you know the physical monster and also you know helping to add to his pile of good things um in terms of uh his mental health is um yeah it's good I'm I'm not going to go into a massive amount of depth about that because it's um you know it's it it stands on its own in the episode um and it's probably a bit too too personal um for me to discuss about in depth here (laughs) there are a few points about uh vincent that i want to talk about in a bit more depth though um firstly this episode never feels like a historical episode but it is um but i think the reason it doesn't feel like a historical episode is that it is absolutely framed around the figure. You know, Amy and Rory literally go looking for Vincent. Um, They're not interested in Provence 1890, you know, and and nor is the audience other than just the, you know, general ambience of the setting. Um, but we're interested in visiting Vincent van Gogh. Um, cause I know we've, we've seen the kind of historical celebrity, um, episodes kind of develop from historical period where there happens to be a famous figure to the famous figure is the catalyst for the alien invasion or, um, you know, the plot is, is uh, specifically linked to that historical figure. And here we have, yeah, literally, we are visiting Vincent. We're not visiting 1890 in general. Um, and that leads to some interesting points in how the Doctor... Uh, behaves in certain parts of this episode um now the scene that really stood out to me was before they go to stake out the ship the church um the doctor takes amy aside and 
says, this is risky. We could get Vincent van Gogh killed here. How is that going to, you know, affect the future? Um, Which is not something we've seen the Doctor think about in other uh, historical celebrity episodes so much. Um, Which is interesting. Now, I wondered whether this is partially a hangover from losing Rory. Because I think this episode follows Rory's death deliberately um I I know I talked last time about it could have been really interesting if they didn't do the Rory being erased but instead had the Vincent and the Doctor episode actually um you know dealing with Amy's grief in some ways that that could have been an interesting choice um I, I like what we have but um yeah it's always interesting to think of what if Um, but my point is, although Amy can't remember Rory, so we just have the vague, you know, almost prophetic things of if Amy Pond can soldier on, so can Vincent van Gogh and the like. Um, but the Doctor can remember Rory. The Doctor is dealing with grief at this moment in time. Um... And yeah, given that, you know, Rory died trying to save the Doctor and had recently called the Doctor out on, you know, the dangers of travelling with him. Yeah, the Doctor's... The Doctor's probably thinking about that. So that kind of makes sense of why the Doctor goes into the church and tries to get Vincent and Amy to stay. Um, but of course they choose to follow and you have that lovely moment of Vincent asking will you follow him and Amy just going yeah of course um, but it's great because that's a parallel with how Amy and Rory chose to come help the Doctor in the Venice episode it's um, yeah the Doctor It's good that he's considering his impact, but he can't make other people's choices for him, for them. Um, Which I think the Doctor needs to learn sometimes. Um, So yeah, the Doctor's considering his impact here. Considering the fact that, oh no, I, I, I could cause this historical figure this great artist to be killed before he does the majority of of his work um but then that also feeds into the end of the episode because one of my favorite sequences in the episode is the fact that when the monsters all resolved they go to say goodbye and it's like there's still 10 minutes left of the episode and they actually you know take Vincent to the museum in the future and show him show him that his work survives um now yeah so the doctor's kind of showing Vincent his 
impact on the future. Um, but given that the Doctor's just, you know, been considering his impact on history there, I did kind of wonder why the Doctor thought that was a safe thing to do. Um, like, you know, is he taking Vincent to to see that art gallery because he knows it won't rewrite history? Because he knows that Vincent is going to commit suicide anyway. Um, there's certainly a hint of that when when they drop Vincent back and Amy is, you know, rushing into the museum going, oh, there's going to be so many more paintings, it's going to be wonderful, and the Doctor definitely seems, like, very measured and, you know, I'm not sure there will be. So, yeah, can he see either through his, you know, magic Time Lord powers or just through general knowledge that it's not going to rewrite history or does he take Vincent to the art gallery because he hopes that it might rewrite history maybe he maybe he weighs up both sides of it maybe he weighs up the thing of okay it probably won't change history but if it does, maybe he weighs it up and goes, that's not actually a bad thing. You know, it's, um, um, it, it's not going to completely break the flow of time if there's more Van Gogh paintings than if he's, you know, lived a longer life. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Because that scene... I think we've seen hints before of the doctor saying that saying to the historical figures, yes, we you know we know about you in the future. Oh hmm, hmm. Is that me making stuff up actually? I'm just Scanning through the ones we've got. He, I think he said it to Dickens. But obviously Dickens, it was the last year of his life. Um, so, like, again, that's a fairly safe, uh, safe thing to do in terms of, you know, not breaking history. Um, then we had Queen Victoria, which wasn't really applicable. Shakespeare... He didn't, yeah, he didn't... Shakespeare might have cottoned on, because um, he certainly cottoned on that the Doctor and Martha were from the future, so he might have cottoned on that when the Doctor was quoting him, that means that his work survives. But um, it certainly wasn't explicit. Then, Agatha Christie, the conversation is purely between the Doctor and Donna, because Agatha loses her memories. Hmm... Oh, um, he, he does tell Adelaide, who in the waters of Mars is a future historical celebrity, he does tell Adelaide her, about her impact. So, yeah, he has done it before, that's probably the one I'm thinking of. Um, where were they going at the start of that sentence? Or paragraph, whatever. 
Um, yeah, the it's almost like a little coda to the episode that's seen in the art gallery. It's like stepping outside the story for a moment. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful scene. Um, and one thing I thought was um, Dr. Black, uh, Bill Nye's character, he will wonder about that moment for the rest of his life because um, he, you know, he walks away and he does the double take of, that person looked very like Vincent van Gogh. What? Um, but yeah, he'll wonder about that um, going forward, which which I find amusing. But yeah, beautiful episode. Um, I think that's about all I want to say about this episode. So thank you very much for listening. Um, I have an email address. If anyone has any commentary, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is helentalkswho at gmail.com. Next time, I will be watching The Lodger, which, which is another unique episode that does something a bit different actually we 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 have two in a row here so uh very different in tone to each other of course uh but yes we'll talk about that more next time see ya